Okay. Hey, it's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex. We're going to jump right into it. A question was bestowed upon me. Um, it was bequeathed down to me. It was, you know, uh, the question basically was along, I don't remember exactly, but it was along the lines of why does the Bible leave out so many details about the world in regards to, well, how did they learn about putting yeast in bread? How did they learn how to build, build? How did they do this? Who taught them math? Who taught them how to put a seed in the ground? And it would one day become a plant. I mean, because if you think about it, a seed is like a little small thing. I mean, naturally, if nobody told you, you wouldn't even think, let me put this in the dirt. And let me water it and do this, that, and the third. And maybe my, one day... It will grow into this big thing and I can eat it. Like, you know, just eat from it. Like, you wouldn't know unless somebody told you, you know, who told them to follow the stars, to understand the seasons and the days and things like that, and mood swings. And we're in Mercury retrograde, right? And all this other stuff. Because you had astrologers back then that knew things and whatever. And a lot of people, and I think the answer to that question is is very complex. So that's why I decided to go ahead and also make an episode about this because I think it's very important. Um, the first thing I'm going to say is this. A lot of people, majority of people from people that are agnostic to atheists to um, Luciferians, Satanists, all the way to um, Protestant Christians, Catholics, um, Buddhists, people who are of uh, Hinduism, um, Islam, um, Judaism, whatever, you know, the different religions, people who are new age, they're just like people, I hear this a lot, I've even used to say it a lot, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious, like, you know, people like to say that, and that's cool, and I agree to a certain extent, um, my whole thing is this, a lot of people have the misconception of the Bible and I think one or a few, shall I say, of the reasons why is because, give me one second, because um, majority of us have not actually took the time to really dive into the Bible ourselves. Um, a place that I would start is this. Let me tell you something. Now, I'm going to break this down to you guys. First thing I'm going to tell you is this. If you really, for whatever reason, really want to know more about the Bible, one of the best places to start, I'm telling you, one of the best places to start is to go grab a Bible and actually read it from cover to cover. Just the same way you would read any other novel, the same way you would read any other text, any other doctrine, the same way you would read anything in this world that somebody hands you that's a book. You should try reading the Bible in that way. That way you could understand this doctrine better than what you have been led to understand. In any aspect of life, you should always grab your own research to learn things. Don't ever just go off what somebody's telling you, what somebody's telling you, and just take it. First of all, I know this to be true because a lot of you, you are the type of people, and don't don't lie, it's okay. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not perfect. A lot of you are the type of people who don't even understand a lot of the scriptures that you may quote. You don't. Um, I'll give you an example. And I use myself for the longest time. I never understood. And I, it always bothered me for like I'm 27. I'll be 28 for almost my whole life. And I didn't get it till 
last year. You know, for my whole life, I, it always bothered me. And, and Psalms 23, which is one of the most, besides John 3.16, you know, it's one of the most, everybody knows it, right? I mean, even people who claim that they're not Christian, they've never been Christian, they know Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I never understood that. I was like, what? I didn't, it is, it is, it, and it used to really make my skin crawl. I'm like, you don't want him? What do you mean you don't want him? And and, and then one day it just dawned on me, right? Because, you know, and, and it, it's not that I'm, I was stupid. It's just that, you know, our parents and the church and our elders, they just tell us these things and we just memorize them. We don't actually take the time to really decipher what these things are actually telling us. Um, not to go off into another one, you know, our father, hallowed be thy name. A lot of people don't understand hallowed be thy name. It's honor to his name. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then when I just said it slowly and I was like, oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for anything. Meaning he is my provider. He's my protector. So I, I don't, I, I'll never need anything that he won't give me. You see what I'm saying? I, I don't, I don't want what I, what I need to want. I already have. The Lord is my shepherd, comma. I shall not want. You see what I'm saying? So you've never took the time to break these things down. Most of the scriptures that we quote are, there's way more to them. And when you actually sit down, you actually go read around these scriptures. Um, Especially if you do it the way I just told you to go cover to cover until you get there, you'll see a lot of these things are quotes from stories. They're quotes from different things. And we take them and we use them in different ways. We get different meanings from them. And um, that's great. I'm not knocking that. That's a great thing. That's a beautiful thing to to say something in it. It can go so far, right? You know, you're telling a story about how you um, take care of your dogs and it changes somebody's life. And they go and they use a part, a quote, just a small three, four, five words from your story about how you take care of the dogs at your house. And they take it and they use it as almost like a metaphor or an analogy to other things in their life. And now they're, they have accomplished, you know, growth, spiritual growth, mental growth, emotional growth of some sort. So, or sometimes I guess you might even use it to, to go work out. It could be physical growth, right? Or with your health, get your health right. Um, eating better, you know, doing, taking medicine, stretching, whatever, breathing. Anyways, the big misconception, I and, and and you know, I'm open to debate with this, and I'm, I'm going to get to, I know we're seven minutes in already, but I want you to listen to me. The big misconception, and you won't really understand that until you sit here and you really read and study the Bible. I'm holding right now in my hand a study Bible. Now, before we go any further, I know a lot of you are like, man, I don't know. I don't know. You would be surprised how many Christians, how many pastors have never actually read the Bible. I have not read the Bible I am in the process currently of reading the Bible. As of right now, I started in January. As of, It's now March. As of right now, I am in the book of Daniel. Um, I'm in the book of Daniel, so I still have a lot to go. I'm going to tell you something, and I want you to hear me. It's it's It seems like something that's so hard to do. I guarantee you most of us, especially if you're a scholar of any form, if you like to read, if you you know you're a knowledgeable type person, you've read books longer than the Bible. Trust me, it ain't as hard as it sounds. 
I don't know why you have pastors, whole pastors, who have never read this book cover to cover. I don't know how you have people that are so religious who've never done it. It's not hard at all. Um, a lot of people say, I've read the whole Bible because you have these different programs where it, it helps you to, quote unquote, they say, read the Bible in a year. And what it would do is it would send you all over the Bible out of order for a year. So like today you might read Ezekiel chapter one and Ezekiel chapter two, but tomorrow you're reading out of, you know, Ephesians. That's like so many books later, right? So you're not reading in order. I'm telling you to read this book in order and things will be revealed to you that you'd be like, dang, I can't believe I never thought about that. Or I never looked into that. Or nobody ever taught me that. No pastor ever, nobody ever taught me that. A lot of the books in the Bible are short. So, for example, when you're reading and you get down to, like, Psalms is long. Um, when you get down to Daniel and you get into Jose, right? And you go into Joel. All the way up to the New Testament, you could read all of that and maybe, and I'm talking about really actually reading. I ain't just talking about skipping through. I'm talking about really reading. You could read literally... Let me count how many books it is. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That is 12 books of the Bible that you can read in a matter of, um, because I forgot, I forgot the number. I, I believe it's 37, 27. I forget how many books there are total in the Bible. Um, you could read 12 right there. In, in that, and this is just the Old Testament. I guarantee you maybe in like hour if that you know i mean these books are like two three pages um long you know um they're like two three pages long um depending on you know your this is a study bible so these pages are a little bit like for example like in the bible i was just reading currently the whole page was the scripture on this one it's maybe like one quarter of the page because under that you have all these notes it's a study bible so therefore my books are a little bit longer than maybe your books would be if you have a regular just bible that's just top to bottom like you know chapters and verses these books the ones i just named named jose joel amos obadiah jonah micah Naum, habakkuk zephaniah haggai zechariah malachi you'll run through those those are like, they're probably two pages in your book because they're like five chapters each. You know what I'm saying? Then once you get to the New Testament and you get past the Gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then you go into Acts, right? After that, you'll go into the letters of Paul when he was going around on his little tour. That's when you go to Romans, Corinthians, Second Corinthians, like Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians. Um, I know you go to, um, then eventually you go through Timothy's, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, First Peter, Second Peter, Peter, First John, Second John, Third John, Jude. Then you hit, then you hit Revelation. Before you get to Revelation, all of those books I just named are short. They're like the most, I want to say, maybe 11 to 12 chapters deep. And you'll run through them because they're very interesting. So there's a lot of, and then, so that all together, we'll just say is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 
10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. That is 21. So you're talking about 33 chapters of the Bible that you can read and literally, um, you can read them in, you know, a day, like, you know, just sitting, not even a day, less than a day. I mean, it wouldn't take you a full 24, you know what I'm trying to say? So let me, let me see if I can look something up right quick. I, I, I have all this written down. Y'all know me. I freestyle my, um, my, my podcast. So I don't be all organized. I need to start getting organized. Um, but all together, there's 66. I don't know where I said, I said 27. There's 66 books in the Bible. 33 of them. I promise you, you can read all in the same day. Um, it, if you were to just read through them, it probably take you anywhere between 30 minutes to maybe an hour and 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Then going back, a lot of the books in the Bible, a lot of y'all probably don't know this, depending on where you are um, in your life with, um, you know, everything you're doing religiously or spiritually. Um, a lot of the books in the Bible are, are kind of, with all due respect, redundant. It's almost like a, um, we used to do these in school. I forgot what they, what they were called, man. They were there to kind of remind you of what you already learned. Like, like a lot of the stories in the Bible, a lot of the books in the Bible are going to tell you stories that you've already heard. Does that make any sense? They're going to tell you stories that you already heard. So I'm just going to throw something out there and I'm, and, I, and I'm wrong, but I'm going to throw it out there. You might have a story in like Chronicles, right? Or we'll say, we'll say in Kings. When you get to Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, you might come across that same story again, just told from a different perspective. A lot of people don't even know this because I, I, I know some of y'all are like, everybody know that. No, you'd be surprised how many, but it took me a long time for me to even know this in my life. I didn't know this till I would say about two years ago that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all four of them are the story of Jesus Christ. And a lot of it is the same, you know, different events just told from some of them a little longer and more descriptive, some of them a little shorter. They're just written from four different perspectives, and I broke that down as well. Um, I can, you know what? We got time. We do, we do, we know us, man. We do 40-minute episodes this way, B. So we got time. We'll go up there and grab some of these notes as well. Um, but while I'm doing I'm going to talk. The Bible is, and I'm not trying to take anything away from it. It is still the most important and relevant book of all time. Okay? Don't ever let nobody, including me, and what I'm about to tell you, take you away from feeling that way. Excuse me. But the Bible, especially up until you get to the books of Paul, the letters that Paul was writing, is the story of the lineage of the Israelites. That's what it is.
it is the story that breaks down the lineage, the basic overall lineage and the in the historical events and stories of Israel. That's what it is. Okay. Alright, so I have this this Bible, this King James Version. So for example, I just want to show you something right quick. For example, right? Um remember I told you about okay, so this one right here, for example. Um wow. And this one, you have three books on two pages. You, it starts, this page right here starts off Micah chapter 6. By the middle of it, you're at the book of Nahum. By the third of it, you go into the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk, I don't even know how to say it. And then you go into the book of Zephaniah. So literally, on two pieces of paper, you just read some of one book. You got a whole book, another whole book. In the beginning of another book. You see what I'm saying? Like, what you mean you can't read the whole Bible? What you mean it's going to be too difficult? It's going to take you too long. It ain't going to take you too long. Trust me, it's not going to take you too long. You're going to run through Genesis. You're going to run through Deuteronomy. You're going to run through Exodus. You're going to run through the Matthew, Mark, Luke. These are the longer books, obviously, I'm naming right now. The numbers and the first Samuels and the second Samuel, you'll run through those and then you'll run through the rest of it. Okay. You can read this whole book and you will see it's breaking down the story of the Israelites. I am starting to believe this is going to be kind of out there and far fetched. And I know some people would dispute me and I wouldn't mind being proved wrong that Adam and Eve were not the first humans on earth and nor is the Bible trying to portray them that way. That's how we interpreted. They were the first of the lineage of God's chosen people. If they were the first people and the way we isn't broken down to us is there was Adam, there was Eve, there was Cain, there was Abel. At this point, based on our common knowledge and what we, most of us have been told, there are four people on earth and only one woman. So explain to me how Cain has a family and there are people in another land north of them that he fears will kill him if they find him wandering. So there's a whole nation of people. Then he has a wife. But according to this Bible, keep in mind, I'm just going to use this term very loosely. I don't agree with it, but for a lack of better terms, this Bible was written by misogynistic people. We don't know. Maybe Eve had a daughter. I don't know. There's not too much mention of women in this Bible that aren't prostitutes. Just keeping it real. Once you read this book and you start to see these, all of these chapters, all of these books, these are stories that have lessons in them. You can take certain parts of these stories and learn the lessons from them. 
It is talking directly to Hebrews, Israelites, Jews, all the way up to the story of Jesus. It doesn't really start talking to everybody else, a.k.a. Gentiles, until Paul comes in. He starts to really more so minister to the Gentiles. This book is just, it could honestly be called the book of Israel. It would, it would probably be a little more accurate of a title. If you were to name this book in my hand, the book of Israel, it would make more sense to you. So no, it's not going to sit there and stop and tell you how people learned how to farm. That's not important. It's not going to sit there to to the authors of this book. That's not important. It's not going to sit there and tell you how people learn how to do math. It's not going to sit there and tell you how they learn how to create fire. Or was there ever cavemen? Or, you know, what were people doing over here in China? Or what were they doing? It, it's about Israel, bro. About 70, if not to 90% of this book takes place in the same little area on a map. Was there people in different continents and different countries? Yes. Do they have their own story? Yes. This book is not going to sit here and tell you everything that was going on in the world back then. That's not what it's about. If I ask you to tell me the story of your life, I don't really care for you to sit there and spend 30 minutes explaining to me how you learned how to read. Unless you're an author or you became some type of involved with some type of literature or something like that. Then maybe, yeah, it might, it might be beneficial for me to know how you learned how to read. I do want to hear how you joined the army. I do want to hear where you met your first wife. I do want to hear... Things like that. I don't really care to know the process of how how you learn how to ride a bike. Yeah, technically the part of the story of your life, but come on, that's not what I'm here for. You know that. I know that. This is the book of the Israelite. In the New Testament, it starts speaking to the, gen- the Gentiles. When you read from Genesis to Exodus... You know what I'm saying? And you go into Leviticus. This book is telling you a story that eventually leads to the most important person in this book. Jesus is telling you the story that paved the path for the son of God to come to this earth. The triune God that is God, the father, the Holy Spirit and God the son as all of us commonly know him that's Jesus for all y'all super scholars I know y'all Jay wasn't invented yet his name wasn't Jesus it was Yeshua or Yahushua or whatever we're gonna call him Jesus cause that's what everybody know him by 
And trust me, he still answers to that name because does everybody know him by? Okay? So, you're looking, you're angry, you're disrespecting, you're discrediting God and the Bible because they don't tell you everything. You're like, well, that's not a true story because at the same time, you had Mayans and Aztecas and you had dragons in Asia and they don't tell us about dinosaurs and they don't tell us about... You're getting off topic, bro. And that's why you're on a path to hell now. You're trying to walk down this wide road and know everything. Be all enlightened and stuff like that. Path is straight and narrow. This book keeps everything straight and narrow for you. This is the point. It's a great book. Beyond anything, if you can't, if you refuse, if you don't want to, and if you just for some reason aren't capable of pulling out the true good news of this book, it is also, at the bare minimum, an amazing, phenomenal story full of lessons, full of law that you can actually use and you should actually use in your life. You have people who pick apart the law of the Old Testament and the law of the New Testament that Jesus Christ came and brought to us when he came and brought the perfect blood sacrifice for us to have to Find the grace of God, repent from our sins, and make it into heaven and to communicate with our Father. So we aren't separated from Him from filth, I mean through filth and through sin. Okay, immorality and things of that nature, right? Idolizing and adultery and things of that nature. Majority of this Bible, God is literally talking to a specific group of people. I need you to understand that. That specific group of people are the Israelites. That doesn't mean he is omnipresent. So that doesn't mean that he wasn't working with other groups of people. But some of the other groups of people, they were too dirty. He was so angry at the Israelites because they wanted to be like those other dirty people. I gave you everything. I am your shepherd. You shall not want. But you want to go worship Moloch. You want to go worship Baal. You want to go worship, I think her name was... Uh, Askara, something like that, feminine god, whatever. You want to do all the pagan stuff like the people in Egypt are doing, like the people in China are doing, like the people up in what we now call Europe are doing, what the people in the what we call Americas are doing. You want to worship snakes. You want to worship animal. You want to worship the sun and the stars. You want to worship um, images of golden um, cows. You should worship me because this is what I've given you and I've saved you plenty of times. You see what I'm saying? This is the story of Israel. And until you fully grasp what I'm saying, you're going to keep discrediting this amazing book. Because it don't tell you about dinosaurs. And it don't tell me. Uh, it, it skipped so much, bro. There was so much that happened. Well, if you want to know so bad, go go figure out. It's, trust me, there's enough doctrine in the world. There's enough common sense in your brain for you to put the two and two together and figure it out. But I'm telling you that this, I promise you, trust me, especially when you start reading it. You don't have to even finish it. I'm not even finished. I'm in Daniel. Once you start, you'll start to see... This book has everything you need 
all that other stuff you desire, that's between you and, and whatever you're doing. But trust me, this book has everything you need and everything you're looking for. Okay? But I'm telling you right now that it's the story that breaks down the history and lineage of Christ's ancestors. I'm starting to believe that some of y'all are not in the lineage of Adam and Eve. I don't know who you're in the lineage of. This story is not telling us that person's story. It's telling us the story. Of, no, I do not believe we all come from Adam and Eve. Because as you yourself would say, it doesn't add up when you really think about it. You are looking Go grab your Bible and what you're holding in your hand is the story of the Israelites. And when you really think deep into it, now that I'm thinking about it, the more I talk about it, even once it starts to become a message to Gentiles, right? Once Paul kind of picks up the pace, right? It's still the story of the Israelites because without... Their story, which led up to this, which led up to that, which led up to Christ coming in. It, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, you don't have a Paul running around trying to tell everybody, hey, we, we all have salvation through Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? We all have reached salvation through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is... The, um, there it is. Okay, I found it. Jesus Christ, uh, yes, this is it. Jesus Christ was the Messiah, and he was there to ultimately, yes, bring a new way for everybody, but he was there for the Israelites. That's why it's sad to see that the Jews don't accept Christ, and even disrespect him because he that's who he came there for. He came there for him. Um, let me see something right here. I have a lot of notes. A lot. I'm trying to find out where. Oh, it's going backwards. Okay. Galilean. Let's see you. Let me see if I can find it. I, I feel like I wrote it down. There was a part, there's a place where he even, Jesus himself says who he came here for. Um, yeah, trust me. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not better than anybody. I'm, I'm still new to this, but at the same time, trust and believe. I'm true to this. Um... You can find somebody who really knows this scripture. They'll tell you what I'm telling you is the truth. It's not that I don't remember what he says. I'm just trying to figure out if I wrote it in this this journal. I have a notebook full of... I basically wrote out all of Jesus' life. Broke it down. Broke down a lot of things. Um... So let's just talk while I while I look through this. I don't want to, but y'all, you know, 
get off topic and I'm like that. So, you know, we'll cover that in another episode. But as of right now, yes, I want you to understand it's cool to, and let me just say this, and I told somebody this the other day. The rabbit hole, and I'm going to keep this real simple, is a very, very dangerous place. If you're not strong and you don't have your ten toes down, standing firm, is what they say. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Be careful trying to learn so much about the world and you want to know everything. You want to know all the secrets and forbidden knowledges and even with the conspiracy theory type stuff. Be careful. People have literally, I'm telling you, lost themselves in that hole. The path God, Christ made it so simple for us. A lot of people will tell you, oh, the devil was trying to help us, man. God wanted us to be stupid and ignorant and just do whatever. He... No, God was just trying to protect you. He knew. As you see, the more knowledge we have, the, the, the more evil the world gets. There's nothing good on the other side of the rabbit hole. God just knew all of that. He already knew he was all knowing. He knew that he was, he was trying to save us. Satan knew for me to destroy this, these people, I have to teach them. Okay, the path is straight and narrow and simple and easy. I promise you, trust some. Trust me, I've been going and I was in the rabbit hole for over 10 years. I hopped in at, well, to a certain extent, I stood by it. I would say around the age of 10, 11, I jumped in there at 16. And I didn't come out till if I had to be, if I have to really throw it on you. I didn't, I didn't come out till technically January of this year, 2021. I know a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit up here and I'm not saying it to sound arrogant, but I know a lot. I know a lot and it drives me crazy. I wish sometimes I didn't know half the things I know because a lot of things I know don't truly matter. When you really learn the true purpose, your true, your as a human, not your individual purpose, but as our, all, all of our true purposes as humans, as God's children, we're all God's children, Israelite and Gentile, the same. Once you learn that, you learn how important it is to stay on the path of the straight and narrow. And all these things that you're trying to Google and watch YouTube videos and travel all across the world and go in caves and all this stuff, it, it really don't matter, bro. It's nice to know. Some of them have actually helped me. A lot of them have hurt me. It's nice to know. It's cool. It's nothing wrong with that, but it don't matter. I'm telling you, go ahead, travel, go to the ancient Mayan ruins, 
Go sit down with all these different people, Ephah, Baba Louis, and whatever you're doing. Get your crystal stones and your candles and, and all this witchcraft and paganism. Go ahead. But I'm telling you right now, in the long run, one day, you're going to open your eye. And when you do, you're going to see that it didn't matter. You what you want to what? Okay, y'all want to talk about being woke? You want to... um. Activate your pineal gland. Been there, done that. Have you ever even felt it? Have you felt your pineal gland crack? I felt it. it I, I thought when it, I remember the first time it happened, I didn't. I didn't know what was going on, man. It. I was doing this exercise I had found on like YouTube, right, <laughs> where you like basically rub this area on your forehead while you meditate and you do chants and things like that and I did it for years and I saw things and I had little visions and uh, I went to places of peace and serenity and different realms of energy I'm just going to use the word energy um and then one day like I'll say like I want to say like three four years later man I used to be heavy into like more new age stuff Right. When I first started going down a rabbit hole, eventually it led me for a long time to like more new age beliefs of like I thought I was like a, a star seed and I'm an indigo child. And y'all know some of y'all y'all still in that place right now. And I yeah, I was I'm an indigo child and, and, and I've lived 30 lives. And in my last life, I was and oh man, and I'm going to meditate and hum. And I'm, I'm not saying those things can't help you and they're not good for you to do. But I'm just saying, the path. I'm just saying the path is straight and narrow, my friend. Um, yo, I <laughs> one day a couple years later, I was doing it and it. I felt like a crack almost, and I pop, and I heard it. I don't know how to explain it to you, man. I really don't. And um, not much happened. So if you're looking for like some grand like rainbow of colors to surround you and you see like some spiritual being start talking to you like you might as well go do dmt or take an acid trip if i'm just keeping it real like or do some peyote or something go down to like mexico or something and do some peyote like i don't know like let them pour goat blood on you and go drink the water from a cactus i don't i don't know man but it's not it's just some people hold their heart on getting a Bentley, then they get one and they still miserable. It's like that. It's cool. I know everything now. I'm just more sad. I'm, oh, I'm not. Now I want to know more. I want to know. I want to know. No, no, no. You need to know one thing and one thing only. At the end of the day, God sent His begotten Son. You know, you go through Him. He's the new channel. Before that, you had to go do animal sacrifice. Read the Bible, man. That's what I'm telling you. You had to do animal sacrifices and and go. And rip your sackcloth. It was so much ritual. And God said, you know what? They can't handle this. It. It's too much for them. They're doing it the wrong way. All right, Jesus, go down there. And you're going to go down there and you're going to die. And then when you raise up from dead, anybody who believes that you did this and this happened, they'll be all right. You know, because these folks is taking these animal sacrifices too far. They're not doing it right. They doing it and still living bad. Go down there, show them how to live, be the sacrifice, let them believe in the sacrifice, and boom. Keep it. He kept it simple. That's all you really truthfully need to know, bro. Like, if we had to be honest with you, because 
this is a small part of your life. This earth part, this um this being born and then living and then as y'all call it dying. Yeah, that part is is just that's nothing. That's yeah, it's for God. Even if you live to like 85 years old, you were alive for like eight seconds, eight minutes. It's like he sent you here and he brought you back. Like when you go to heaven and you or you go to like the place before heaven and you stand before him, he's about to let you in or not let you in or whatever. I don't know. He's going to look at you and be like, so how was it? You could be like, dang, that was short. I didn't like it, God. Or why didn't you help me when I was calling you? He's going to be like, I, I did try to help you. You just was too arrogant to see the help I gave you. Like, oh, you know, where was my man? I prayed to you for a husband. I sent you 30 husbands. They just did. They weren't tatted up enough for you or they didn't have enough money for you. I sent you all the husbands you prayed for. You just overlooking them. God, why didn't you help me with my cancer? I, I told you to to consume this medical marijuana the doctor kept offering you, but you thought it would be a sin, even though I got wine all through. It's wine all through this book. Jesus drank wine. I don't know if they were hip to burning marijuana and inhaling it yet at the time. Jesus drank wine. You know, your intentions behind almost everything you do. At the end of the day, I'm not even going to go into detail with that. I'm going to just say, God knows your heart. You trying to get high so you can be like Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg? You trying to really cure yourself of this cancer and stop popping all these pills these these white folks then gave you at the hospital that don't do nothing for you? I don't know. Why don't you try eating Dr. Sebi approved foods, consume marijuana for the right reasons, not to get high, and be stupid high and dumb, geeked up, can't even get off the couch, and God pray and have faith and you would have been healed. He sent you these basic lessons 38 times. Now you and have to Dang, y'all, you gonna just really let me die of cancer, man? Like, yeah, I mean, how was your 20 seconds on earth? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just literally dropped a sheet of paper on the grounds of heaven, reached down to pick it up, and you're here again. But I was down there for like 80 years. It felt like forever. I mean, yeah, but we on a different time up here. Like, my time is like... I know I'm all over the place with it. I'm an all over the place type person. I'm trying to say so much at once. But just know, um, do not discredit this book just because it'll tell you how people learned how to farm. It don't don't tell you how they learned to take their penis and stick it into the vagina. And then if they nut, like one good question I used to ask, like how did the first... The first time somebody ever died, how did they know he was dead, right? Probably, you know, how like how did that feel? They probably didn't even cry because they didn't know what was going on. They were like, wait, he's not getting up? It's been like 20 days. He's still not getting up? He's still there? Oh, snap. About like 10 years later, look, he's becoming bones. <laughs> what is that? I never seen a bone before. Oh, my God. Like, you know, like, does it really matter, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, this book is trying to get straight to the point. It gets straight to the point. It's breaking down the things, a, a specific a specific story of a specific people. Okay, I don't need to tell you the basic details of all the other stuff. It just it's just trying to get through the lineage and through some of the most important people in the lineage, right? Which is your Moses, your Solomon's, your Davids. You know what I'm saying? Your Daniels, your Jeremiah's, your Isaiah's, your Elijah's. You know what I mean? It's just trying to get through through that. You know, 
Enoch, people like the, the big names, you know, the names everybody know and look it up, right? Don't think so deep into it. You end up in a rabbit hole. And guess who lives in a rabbit hole? Believe it or not, Satan. He loves it. Oh, you think, oh, no, he can't live down there because that's what exposes everything. That's where we we make Illuminati videos and show how they worship the devil. You really think Satan, who runs the Internet, if he didn't want those videos up there, they wouldn't. He loves those videos. Those videos are why, why the newer generation of rappers are already worshiping the devil. They don't have to be uh, screwed in the butt and brought in and told the only way you gonna make them. They they watch those videos just like you watch those videos. And they said, "Well, he loves those videos." That's how you have your trippy reds with the six 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 and the XXX tentacions, and that's how you have all these Lil Uzi Vert, Lucifer, that Juice World. And yes, they they watch those videos too. He loves it. He wants you to know everything. He wants you to be like God. He wants you to think you can be God. You can learn all this stuff. You can know everything. He loves I he loves when we make new technology. iPhones that can you can open with your face. Oh, he loves it. You what you think that's against what he's trying to do? Huh? You know what he don't love? He don't want you to read this Bible for what it is. And get the good news from it and go on with your life. Your life, bro. Your life. I want you to understand. When I say life nowadays, I don't mean birth to what to our earthly death. I'm talking about the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. You can either live one life or die twice. That's your, It's up to you. Some of y'all, and I was just like this, and I'm still kind of like this. I'm still working, man. Y'all going to live in hell here and y'all going to die in hell there. Still got your hearts too heavy. We're going to talk about that in another episode. I mean, imagine going from hell to hell. You ain't never been at peace. You ain't ever going to be at peace. You're going to live one life or you're going to die twice. But you're going to be something forever. You don't. You ain't never going to not exist. For some people, that's great news. For some people, that should scare the hell out of you. This is the book of Israel. This is a story of Israel. It don't matter how human beings learn to farm. You don't care to know what's in goldfish, but you eat it. Because you like it. Have you ever even read the ingredients? Go make me a goldfish right now. They it's the, they tell you the ingredients on the bag. You don't know how cable works, but you watch it. Why you got to know everything? Why you got to They got a devil got you. You got you trying to discredit God in every way. Well, well, if the Bible's so holy, how come he don't tell us everything? And how come he don't leave out this and he leave out that? And because maybe, maybe he knew what you knowing these things would do to you. It would destroy you. So I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. I need you guys to understand what this book is about. Read it. All right. Study it. Discuss it. Get on YouTube. Watch videos. 
Call your elders, travel, whatever you got, I don't care. Do what you do, man. But at the end of the day, just remember what this Bible is, what this book is. The doctrine of the Israelites, God's chosen ones. That doesn't mean he don't love everybody. That doesn't mean everybody can't get his favor. Once God realized that the Israelites was just not going to do right, he casted his favor upon everybody. But no, it was not always that way. And if you read the Bible, it'll tell you that. God was telling them, go read the Old Testament. He was telling them, go down there and kill everybody. He said, go down there and kill even the babies. He said, I'm, I want you to have this land. You know why? This part of the story I'm not telling you is they was pagan. They was worshiping all kind of stuff. They was killing their own kids themselves anyway for sacrifices to, to these fake gods. He gave them the land a long time ago. This part of the story is just telling you what he did for the Israelites. Do y'all hear me? So he told them, go down there. I want you to take this land over. I want you to go into that land and kill everybody. Don't leave not a soul behind. Don't be scared because I'm with you. And if I'm with you, you already won the war. Oh, but God, they're giants. I'm with you. Oh, but God, it's more of them. They have better horses and chariots. I'm with you. You good. Trust me. If you go down there, you do what I said to do. You're going to walk away. You're going to have their land. Them Israelites went down into all kinds of different lands. They killed everybody. Even newborn babies. They killed them. God told them, go down there and kill everything. Burn it down. Knock it down. Kill every living being. Kill the animals. Read it. This, that's what this is. It's telling you the story of the chosen people that led up to the lineage of Jesus Christ. Then it tells you the law. Paul was writing to these churches in these different places, letting them know the good news. Like, hey, man, you don't got to be like that no more. Don't do this and that no more. Do it this way. Do it that way. It's not Yah's way. It's Yahweh's. You want it to be Yahweh or Yahweh? Y'all don't hear me, though. Do you want it to be Yah's way or Yahweh's? giving them the good news. Hey man, that God of Israel, that mighty God that we've been hearing about for centuries now, since before 586 BC, the fall of Jerusalem, when the Babylonians came and took it over. Yeah, come on, get your history game up, my, my brother, my sister. Yeah, that God said, we are, this is what we're going to do now. This is how we, and hey, Y'all heard about that guy, Christ, Jesus, Jesus? This is how he said we're going to live. This is how he wants the church. This is how he wants the priests to be. This is how he wants the humans to treat each other. Because he's going to come back. He's not bringing water this time. He's going to bring fire. He's, he's going to come back. Didn't he die? He didn't die. Well, he did die, but he came back to life. He's alive. He's a living God. He's alive. He ascended into the heavens to be on the right side of the throne of God. He's a lamb.
Y'all don't hear me though. So everybody I'm talking about some well, was God an alien and the chariots were those UFOs and and those stories of 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 what happened to Enoch and Elijah were they abducted by the alien gods? Ancient gods were aliens. There was more than one god. They were aliens, man. You call them whatever you want to call them, but you better but just know what it is. At the end of the day, holy, holier than thou. God, the Lord of Almighty, the King of all kings, the Lord of hosts, Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah, Jireh. That's all that matters. Were they aliens? Was a chariot a UFO? Why do you care? If you need a ride somewhere right now, if I pulled up in a Honda, you gonna really care? You need a ride. It doesn't matter. You guys are asking a lot of great questions. Don't get it wrong. It's good that you you so smart. And maybe you're right. Maybe God was riding around in a UFO and not a flying chariot with horses. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Well, why the Bible don't tell us that? This Bible was written by man. They don't know what a UFO is. Somebody's lying to you. It's called reference. I can only give you what I know. I've never seen a plane. I've never seen. All I know is we ride chariots. He riding in something. I'm going to just tell you it's a chariot. But this chariot got fire and sounds like this and is loud. It could have been a spaceship as we would call it. All the answers you're looking for are here. You just, bruh, come on, man. Don't get, don't get me started, man. Well, well, then who built the pyramid? It clearly didn't matter in this book. You want to know who built the pyramids? There are other books. There are other people who could tell you that story if that's what's so important to you. So when you die, you can say, well, I know who built the pyramids. And I know why. Just like when you die, your Bentley can go with you or your Honda can go with you too, right? Or, or your 30 degrees, your masters and your masters and your masters and your associates and your batch. Those can go with you too. You go to heaven. Well, God, I didn't do that well, but I had a 4.0 GPA. Go to hell! God, I didn't do that good, and I didn't accept your son, but I did buy a bet. Go to hell! God, I didn't do that good, and I didn't accept your, your son, but I know who built the pyramids, and I know something about you. You ride around in a space. Go to hell! Yo! Y'all are going to lose your mind. Trust me. It's a lot of knowledge out there. You know what I'm saying? It's out there. It's a lot of things you want to learn. That's cool. Find it dandy. But get this out the way first. Stand on it. Okay? And at that point, everything else will just become entertainment to you. Now, I hear certain things and I might agree. I might be like, you know, that makes sense. I agree. But it's just entertaining. It's just, it ain't, it it ain't going to change my relationship with Christ. My relationship with 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 God. If I met God tomorrow and he pulled up with a chariot, with horses, 
Tomorrow, the day after that, he's the same God he was before. He flies up to me in a UFO. He's the same God he was before, bro. Like, I don't care. I really don't. People say, well, was God an actual person? Like, was he an actual physical being or is he just a voice? He was a being. I mean, the Bible tells you plenty of stories, especially in the Old Testament, of God. It doesn't describe it as Jesus. It describes it as God himself moving, like physically, like walking. Like God walked. He moved. He came down. He descended from the sky. He didn't poof and pop up like a, like a ghost. He, he had to travel. He moved. You know, the, the clouds with the lightning and the pillar of clouds, like you know, him living above the temples and the Ark of Covenants and stuff like that. Him meeting up with Moses face to face. They talk face to face like friends, like two friends would talk. The Bible tell that's what the Bible tell you. This ain't me making this up or me assuming or me interpreting things and giving you my own analysis. No, this is what the Bible says. He didn't poof Elijah to heaven. He took him up. He didn't poof Enoch. He took him. Jesus didn't poof from earth to heaven. He ascended up into the sky, into the heavens. What we call outer space, they didn't call it outer space. They called it the heavens. You want to come with all these ancient astronaut theories? Cool. Just don't let it take you away from nothing. And just always remember, at the end of the day, that's not what's important. <laughs> and look man it's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex and um, I hope that you know you've learned something and that you can go and now do your own bitings go do your own research go do your own dwelling in this book and this doctrine and this word and this scripture figure it out and that's just what it is and we're going to talk about some other things later on you know what I'm saying um so yeah, y'all have a nice day.